Sean and Caitlin are on break this week, but while they're off, Dad's Daughters and Dollars is still on. Here's an encore of one of their most popular episodes. Enjoy. Welcome to Dad's Daughters and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. I am so excited for this uh, episode. Um, I spent a lot of time figuring this out and researching it. And today we're talking about why you need to stay invested. Um, Which I feel like is kind of, we've we've done things similar to this, but I'm also actually very excited for this episode, I think. Because um, we, we just, we... We lightly discussed it beforehand, but not anything that you guys missed out on. Right. And one of the reasons we've lightly discussed on it, because one of the little rules we made about this uh, uh, podcast was that we were going to try and make it a little bit more bite-sized and so try and keep the episodes 30 minutes or under. Um, This might go over 30 minutes. I know our Roth IRA one did, but um, we're talking about why you should stay invested. And when I... Over time, as you were growing up, I wrote down things as I would discover them that I thought were really important to pass on to you. And I had like 19 things I wanted to pass on to you. I'm surprised it wasn't more. (laughs) That I thought were really important for you to know for success in the future with your finances. Yeah, that's a lot. And this was one of the top three. And it's why you need to stay invested. So in this episode, I'm trying to get you to listen to history Hmm. and not to fear. Because if you listen to history, you'll stay invested. Okay, so let's get into that. Okay, so real-world events affect the stock market. Right. I'm going to give you three examples. In 9-11-2001, the stock market fell 10% in one week. In 2008, there was a housing market crash, and that led to a stock market dropping 50% in 2009. So that's people having, like, their retirement savings and stuff like that wiped out 50%, like, over the course of, like, a few months. The 2020 pandemic, our stock market dropped 34% Jeez. over a month. So wait, the housing crisis is more? Yeah, it was 50%. Oh, wow. Well, meaning the stock market as a result of the st- housing market. Uh, right, that then it, you know, inadvertently affected the stock market. Correct. So this pandemic that we're in now, back in February and March, it, the, the stock market dropped 34%. Yeah, that's pretty rough. So you just said that's pretty rough. So it's very... Obvious that people are going to, that's a fear thing. You're going to react to that fear. So, but why do people react and sell all of their market investments? And it's because of fear. And there's this famous economist who won a Nobel Prize. And he said these three things and it just clicked for me. And he said, markets are made of humans. So like the stock market, there is billions of trades made every day. People are buying or selling. Mm -hmm. So markets are made of humans. Humans are emotional, therefore markets are emotional. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So when I heard that, I was like, I get it now. I get it. I have to tell her this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've seen people on whatever, oh, a business, some business television show or news, whatever, and people say, oh, uh, People are worried today. I think this the market's going to go down. I heard Apple's not coming out with the best iPhone this year, or you know, I don't, I don't know right. what it is. Or oh, uh, Tesla's out of uh, 
out of this one resource from this one country. So that means that their stock is going down. You know, I don't really know, but it seems like people get worried just hearing things and then they make assumptions and then they go, oh, it's not worth anything anymore. Right. So one of the driving emotions with money and investing is fear. And this is natural because with fear you could, oh, I could lose my money or like this, this world event that's happening now, this is different than anything else. So mm-hmm. I have to like cash in whatever I have in the stock market and just get my cash. And so this is where I'm going to have history come in. With history, the stock market goes up and down all the time. It always goes in cycles. So this is the average of what happens with the stock market over time. The stock market will drop 5% at least three times a year. In one day? No, three times a year. So it could be in March, it could be in October, it could be in December. Over The stock market's over 200 years old. And over that time, it's averaged at least a 5% drop three times a year. So... No, but let me get this right. Okay, it's 2014, and the stock market drops 5% over March of 2014? No, it, there is no rhyme or reason to it. It makes no sense. What but I'm you're saying, saying is it happens can, three times a year. It averages three times a year, dropping 5%. Oh. You can, I, and I would say like clockwork, but it's not like clockwork because you can't say... There could be one It's always year. March, August, and December. You could say there are three years in a row it didn't drop 5%. But let's say then it drops 5% six times in the fourth year. So oh. then it averaged out. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. But so, but they actually eventually come back. You're just saying Correct. that, oh, it makes a 5% dip over a certain period of time and it's random and we don't know why or there's many it's different 100% reasons. 100% random. And so not to be worried by those because Correct. that's how it averages out. But right. it's, you know, averaging... Three times a year, on like goes right. down five percent. Okay. So I'm going to give you the other averages. The stock market drops ten percent at least once every eleven months. The stock market drops fifteen percent about every two years. Wait, you just said ten percent every eleven months wasn't ten percent the amount that you had said for nine eleven. That's what it dropped in a week. Yeah. So every eleven months, I don't want to say we have a nine eleven in the stock market. I mean, because that obviously 9-11 had a bigger impact because that was just over one week versus 9-11 has now affected us for, you know, our entire lifetimes. But uh, I... Here's the thing I want you to do is don't... Amazing. Don't think of this in absolutes. Don't say when I say it drops, you know, 10% every 11 months. Right, it's random, it's fluid. it's, It's totally random. And there could be six years in a row. It doesn't drop at all. It only goes up. Hmm. But then it's going to start dropping. So it's 15% every two years, uh, stock market drops 20% every four years, 30% every 10 years, uh, 40% every 20 to 30 years, and the stock market drops 50% at least every once, at least every 100 years. Wow. So So how is the stock market (laughs) made money? (laughs) How is it made people rich. I don't understand that. If it's and if it has this is the point. 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, 30%, 50%. I mean, I get this that's also once point every 100 years. This is the lesson of this episode. <laughs> fear. Fear drives people. Now, how did they get rich? The people who got rich were the ones who stayed invested and said, "It's okay. This is normal. This happens." Yeah. If you know about this 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 up to 50% drops, you won't get worried. Because right. you'll say this happens. Right. 
It always has. The stock market's over 200 years old. This is old. something we could this is reasonably see expect. would come at some certain point. All right. So these drops are completely normal. You have to get used to them. So, but despite all those drops that have happened, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm over 60 years old. Despite those, if you stayed investing every seven and a half years, your money would have doubled. If Wait, you st- sorry, what? Let's say you, you had- should, you guys should really see my face right now. I'm every seven and a half years. Does that apply to if you stay any in- point in time? Um, I can't say exactly from this year to this year because I know in the 80s the, the market went down from 2000 to like 2007. There was a bad markets and stuff like that where we were down. But over history, and I don't know the exact periods, if you stayed invested over the long term, mm-hmm. every seven and a half years your money doubled. Meaning, okay. The 9-11 happened. Uh, the pandemic in 2020 happened. The housing market crashed in two days. Okay. Yeah. Or just even natural disasters too, like a Katrina or emotionally, Sandy. This, emotionally, this is terrible. Yeah. But I stayed invested. And in the long term, I'm like, oh, okay. I, it came out of it. And I not only came out of it, but came out of it a lot better. Right. Um, so I'm going to give you an example of why you should stay fully invested. From 1963 to 2004, that's 40 years. There's approximately in that 10,400 trading days, meaning Monday through Friday, but every once in a while there's a holiday in there. But it's approximately 10,400 trading days because you don't trade on Saturday and Sunday, right? Right. If you stayed fully invested, you would have had an average annual return of 11%. 11% is great. Yeah, doesn't the, hasn't the stock market averaged 9.8 over its entire existence? Yeah, something like that, 9.8, 9.3, but yeah. So 11% is in that, significantly in that, higher. In that 40-year period. So that's not that's 40 years, but the stock market's over 200 years. However, if you miss the best 90 days, meaning like, okay, this tragic world event happened, and this event happened, and I, I got to just take all my money, and I'm right. going to be in cash. If you did that, your return would have been 3% a year if you didn't stay fully invested. So... Anytime some emotional thing happened with a world event, if you took your money out, your average return would have been 3%. This sounds silly, and this might just be, you know, not a relevant question. But if someone, you know, some tragic accident happens, some event happens, and people see that the market's going down, they take out all their money, then they see, you know, it's at its bottom and it's coming back up and that's when they choose to reinvest are you even allowed to do that or is you can't just go in go out go in go out you're allowed to do that but just think about what you just said so then they reinvest at the bottom how do they know when the bottom is they don't know no one knows there are people who have like five phds in finance who don't know who can't figure this out right so if you stay fully invested you're always there. You're not, yeah, you're not going to miss the you can up always, and down because you're just going to be on the whole roller coaster itself. You're going to catch all the ups, and when it goes down, you're not going to lose any money because you didn't sell. I guess so, yeah, because you're locking in your losses when you do sell at Correct. when it's going down. So I guess that makes sense. So the 90 days I said over 40 years, that's meaning if um, just over two days a year of not being perfect like, oh, this is the perfect time for me to just sell all my stocks and now I'm going to be in cash. Mm. That you had to pick the two, it's like 2.25 days every year of when to take the money out and go right back in. 
This is something I said the other day when we were talking about wanting to make this episode. And I said, it. I feel like it's going to the beach and, and having someone tell you, we will give you $3 million if you can choose the, these specific grains of sand right. on the entire beach. Or you could just enjoy the day at the beach, go in the water, hang out, and just enjoy the beach with all the sand particles. And you'll still get the $3 million. Correct. Yeah, Maybe but, even a little bit more. No, but let's say if you found the the five grains of sand, you would have got five million, or you get three million if you just enjoy the beach. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not millions. I guess it depends on how much you want to save, how much you want to invest, how much you feel comfortable having your savings in. But it's kind of crazy to think about. So ninety days. We, talk- we this pandemic has been longer than ninety days. Yeah, we're past four months now. Yeah. So, but so over those forty year period from nineteen sixty three to 2004, if at the beginning of the 1963, you invested $10,000 and stayed invested with all the ups and downs in the market, you would have had $740,000 because of that 11%. It was compounding annually. Right. If you did 3,000, you, uh, you, if you kept pulling money out and you missed those 90 days, you would have had 32,000. So that difference between thirty two thousand and seven hundred forty thousand dollars was seven hundred eight thousand. Seven hundred eight thousand difference. Wow. Right. That's larger than some people's retirements. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to give you some reasons why people pulled out of the stock market and it was a mistake. So there was like the Korean War. There was the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, History lesson. (laughs) JFK was assassinated. People pulled money out. The Vietnam War. There was a recession in 1973. The housing slump. Uh, in 1991, there was a recession. There was a collapse of st- the Soviet Union in 1989. All these world events affect all this, and people pulled their money out. 1992, there was a bombing at the Olympics, the Olympic bombing at the Olympic Park in Atlanta. Y2K, everybody said the computers are not going to work anymore, and they were like, people took all their money, and like 9-11, the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War, there was an oil price surge, um, there were a lot of deficits. There were a lot of recessions, a housing bust. There were 53 world events where people pulled their money out. And it was a mistake over the long run. Yeah. So one of the things I, I learned, uh, there was a famous investor uh, person, and I forget exactly his name, but he said, you make 80% of your money 20% of the time. Wait, what? You make 80% of your money 20% of the time, which means oh, if you 80% stay, of the time, you will not be making money, but 20% of the time, you will make money. If you stay invested. So it, I guess- so You any, need to be there for the full 100 so you get that really, really good 20. Exactly. Oh. Right? So don't be scared of that scary 80 when there's the Vietnam War or World War Three. God forbid, knocking on wood. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's more conflict, yeah, so-and-so. So I mean, just even a couple of days ago, that huge explosion in Beirut, I was just absolutely nuts. I feel like that's right. almost a world event where people are Correct. probably pretty scared it, in the market or right. something like that. So, you know, if over time, 80% of the time you're saying, oh, you see this world event and, and this person's unemployed and you heard about they're going to do this with this uh, contract and it's going to affect your job. All that stuff is emotions that just keep sort of dragging us to the point of like, I have to do something different with my money. 
And if you can learn to ignore all those world events and all those emotional moments, you're going to be okay. Because over the long run, 20% of the time, you're going to make the majority of your money. So this is something that probably isn't related, and I don't want to take too much time to mention it. But another beach uh, metaphor, I guess, is I've never gone surfing before, but I don't think every single surfer catches every single wave when they're out there. Correct. So you got to wait out there to catch the good waves But then maybe you also go through some of the bad ones too. Exactly. So investing is surfing is what we can conclude. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Now you want me to buy a surfboard. I I mean, you've always had a general obsession with surfboards and we have a couple of like toy cars from Hawaii. I don't own one. I just enjoy paddle boarding. I enjoy enjoy it. I've only surfed once in my life. I know, but you still did it. I've never done it. All right. So, And some surfers, if I'm wrong, please correct me. So to make my point even more about uh, staying invested full time, there was a uh, chart that came out that it looked at something like a 70-year period or something like that, that if you held your money over a one-year period, your chance of having a positive return was 68%. Okay, that's, that's good, but it's not great. If you held your money for five years, your chances of having a positive return were 80%. 10 years, 88%. 15 years, 95%. Anything from 20 years on up that you held your money, you had a 100% chance of having a positive return. Do we know how big that return is? Oh, it it's always depends on whatever, you know, your compound But I mean, interest. reasonably, if the stock market is averaging 9.8, and as of recently, you know, I think we said it was an 11, and I know it changes, I know it's fluid, and I know you can't always rely on it, but at least, you know, you it, can say... If you made, I've invested $3,000 every single year from my paycheck, and that's so-and-so percentage of my you know, annual income, right. and I'm putting that away. If I just keep it there for 20 years, I know for certain that $3,000 will be more just exactly. because I was letting it stay in one place. And if you're basing it on it. the 200 years of history, it's like 9.3, 9.8%. Yeah, so you can compound it. You go to a compound interest calculator online, and it just put in that amount and you can see what it'll be. Right. It's so much fun to just, as a numbers person who doesn't mind watching them all go up, if you go, oh, what's the difference between 9.6 and 9.8? Because I usually say to you something like that, okay, let's say you could put away X amount of money and we say, okay, let's put in the compound interest as 7% because we're saying that's kind of conservative, right? Right. There's years like I told you last year in 2019, the stock market went up 25%. Which is just absolutely nuts. But I think as we're seeing that, being knocked down this year. Correct. But, but so my point is it didn't average 9% last year, right? Right. Yeah. And there's years where it's gone down, you know, minus 10 or whatever. Yeah. So, but if you hold it over 20, 30 years, you've got a hundred percent chance of a positive return. So you would put in 7.5 in the calculator. And I said, all right, let's just have fun. Put in 9% and you go, oh my God, that's millions more. <laughs> it's true. It's exciting. All right. So, I'm going to tell you one more thing, and it's with uh, a person I think everybody should follow. His name is Morgan Housel. He's a financial... uh, Uh, M-O-R-G-A-N. And then his last name is H-O-U-S-E-L, Morgan Housel. Okay. He's really, really smart, and people should follow him on Twitter if you just want really smart advice about finances and personal finance, etc. He said something that really hit home to me, which is... Progress happens too slowly for people to notice, but setbacks happen too fast for people to ignore. 
Mm. So I feel like that's almost that goes in line with trying to get a six pack or uh, people can kind of be impatient like that too with their health. Exactly. So that if over time you're like, oh, I'm putting away $3,000 a month, uh, $3,000 a year and into my retirement account or whatever, and it's not doing much. It's not doing much. And then you, you look at it 17 years and go, oh my God, look what it did. Right. So it takes time to see that progress, but then it takes off like a jet. But right. the world events that emotional and are fear-based, you're like, ah, I got to do something. I got to do something. If you can hold back that urge to do something, you're going to win. So just, you know, retirement is something that is, you know, in the horizon that, that you can see for me, not so much. If, let's say, you are 70 years old, you're maybe only working a little bit. I don't really know what Let's you, say you're not working. Oh, let's say you're not working, yeah. And you're with mom and there is a 25% decrease in the market that year. You're just still going to keep it there even though you technically would be living off those retirements. I mean, I know you also have other, Correct. you know, social securities, for, pensions. 401k pensions. I, I don't know if the DGA has a 401k, but um, that's the union he's in, I guess, right? right. DGA's a union. Yes. Uh, but that you plan on keeping it all in there versus, okay, well, I have, Absolutely. you know, I only have 110 years left to live. Let me take all my money out. If anyone, I love that you said I only have 110. <laughs> I only have 110 years left to live. The um, that is. So I don't want to call it. A, I don't want to call it a running joke, but you in one of the previous episodes, so or potentially one that is upcoming, depending on the order. We always say that he'll live to 180 years old, and I will be at that point. I will be 140. That's right. We are going to be rocking it, man. Oh, dentures for life. Are you kidding? We're going to be surfing. <laughs> surfing is investing. All right, I'm going to tell you one other person that I really respect, and he said this, and it made a lot of sense in terms of this point I'm trying to make to you. There's a guy named Jason Zweig who writes for the Wall Street Journal, another person people should follow on Twitter or wherever you can find him, read his stuff on Wall Street Journal. He said, if you buy because the market has gone up or sell because it has gone down, you're letting 100 million strangers rule your life with their greed or fear. So because you heard all your friends and the news say people are taking their money because they're afraid. Look, the 2020 pandemic, the 2008 housing market crash. Oh, everybody else is doing it. I have to do it. Right. If you can just ignore what the strangers are doing and look at history, and history says that if you hold your money at least 20 years, you have a 100% chance of of coming out ahead. Because all of the positives will outweigh the negatives over that period of time. History is just so much more important to pay attention to than fear. Right. Um, History will tell you more than what your one friend's cousin's broker tells you. Right. All right. I'm going to give you one last example, and then we're going to do the takeaway. An investor who missed the 10 best days in the market over the past 112 years, that's 10 days... Over 112 years? Correct. The, so if you miss the pe- best 10 days in the market, so it's gone up a significant amount during these 10 best days of the market over the last uh, over the past 112 years, that's 10 days right, yeah. out okay. of 49,910 trading days. If, if you had done that, you would have missed 66% 
of the total gains in the market. So 10 days, you, you don't stay invested, you lose 66% of what you would have made. And that's compounded? Correct. Jeez. Yeah. That's like, that's like, again, going to the beach, trying to find 10 grains of sand and saying, you know what? You didn't find the 10 and you didn't stay at the beach. So uh, there goes 60% of what you could have earned. You right. could have just enjoyed the day at the beach, man. Exactly. Exactly. All right. You ready for the takeaway? Yes. So this is my belief and it's one of the top three things I want to teach you. When it comes to investing, fear tends to drive human action as opposed to just a ton of historical evidence. When you're going to be successful or smart with your investing, stay the course. Despite the world event, despite the noise, despite the confusion, just stay there and just stay steady. Yeah. And you will, you'll look at your account in 20 years, 30 years and go, oh my God, my dad was right. Yeah. I mean, I think that if people took money out during this pandemic, I, I would assume maybe some people did that this advice is good for, you know, because the pandemic will will be over. We will we, have a vaccine. I don't know when. I sure wish I did. But and, it, and at the we end will the, come back. And at this. the end of the pandemic, there we could be in the middle of a recession for a while. All that stuff could happen. But just wait it out and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, leave, leave a, a review. Leave a review. We're on. We're everywhere. We're at Spotify. We're at uh, iTunes. Google Podcast, Stitcher, Radio Public. Ooh, I'm trying Anchor. to think of. Yeah, Anchor. Uh, our website too. Stitcher. Did we say? I think we said Stitcher. Okay. Great. Uh, I think there's a couple other places, but go check us out and please enjoy. And thank you for listening. Yeah, we hope you learned something today. And thank you for in. doing this with me, Caitlin. I yeah. appreciate it. And thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we will see you next time. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.